And I've spent the last 20 years in hallways with comedians. So I feel like it's kind of, it's more of an emotional injury. Yeah. Right? Yeah. I've, yeah. It's consistent. <laughs> I've fallen 20 feet mentally before. Yeah. Um, you guys are all pretty terrifying for sure. Yeah. <laughs> I want to talk to you about this. Please don't. Well, it's just... <laughs> Just so, I just got here. I don't want to have any comments about anybody. Well, I feel like it's all so like, what's the, it's not grass is greener, but like we're in awe of you guys. Like you're scared of us. Like, yeah. you know, it's just funny. I'm like, scared of you more than all of them. Why is that? I, don't I feel know. You know what the weirdest thing is? is Every like, time I, I see you, you, you ignore me. I was so attracted to you that it was weird. <laughs> and I would say stuff oh, and my God. wife would be like, you need to calm down with that. And I'm like, what are you talking about? <laughs> Every time she has a photo, you go, God, she's hot. I'm like, man, I, I it just happened. I don't, I'm not like DMing her or anything. I just look at, wow, that's crazy. And she's like, you got to calm down with that. And then you are we rolling? Because I have thoughts. Welcome. Here we go. And I'm not Tony Hall. Hi, when are you coming, Sarah? Shalom. Just found out I'm half Jewish. Now I'm on, nah. on that shalom shit. Yeah, my mom Are you died. lying? No. Half. Half. So that well, means one of your parents was lying about his... So my dad's... He uh, didn't know? My dad's mom and my mom's dad, both Jewish, and had changed their name. Oh. In Texas and Virginia. Oh. Mm-hmm. Okay. I mean, I've everyone kind of told me I was Jew. Everyone's like, "You're Jew- for sure Jewish," but I didn't have any proof until they died. Yeah. What? <laughs> <laughs> I was so curious. I just killed them. Well, you know how like family secrets tend to come out if you had parents sure. die, and you're like, yeah. "Oh, that's not." You know, yeah. you find out. You know, I got a whopper when my, my dad mom was died. a different age. That's what we found out. Your mom had lied about her age. No. Well, her mom told her she was born in a certain year, and she wasn't. And came to find out that it might have been because her mom, something subversive happened. Can I ask you a question though? Yeah. Was it, did she think she was younger than she was or older than she was? She was told that she was younger, two years. Fascinating, because I did, I was involved in a, in a movie idea a while back that was about a woman who got her age wrong for whatever reason, maybe mm-hmm. something like this, and she found out when she turned 40 that she was actually turning 36 or something. And like, what do you do with that information if you find out you're actually four years younger than you are? And she like got out of the relationship she was in, you find out you might have fertility, you never, like yeah, that's it was, fascinating. it was more that my mom found out that, that so who, the guy that raised her was not her father. That's what, that's where it all came from. That'll yeah, do it. That's the yeah. worst part. I would have been sure. relieved. I would have been like, thank God that's not my dad. I would just look <laughs> in the mirror and be like, is it a good thing that I'm older? Or like, is my face match the new age? Right. Like, what do you do with that information? Yeah. Oh, I don't. I, there's many. There's not much to cling on to when Mm-mm. you're getting old. You know, like you. You got. Well, I, I was also, just talking about it before you got here. Extremely late. Um, <laughs> <laughs> good. Are we roasting her? <laughs> yeah. I, by the way, I was Whatever. ten minutes late. I'm ten minutes late. I am ashamed. She can't get me in here. You. But your text. Me. Your texts read like the Californians. <laughs> I shouldn't have taken La Cienega to Topanga. <laughs> like I don't. I just said you 58 numbers. It's just hieroglyphics. <laughs> sorry, I'm late. Just four, five, one, oh, one, seventy-two. Yeah, I'm sorry. That's embarrassing. But I, I, I've been looking forward to this. Um, I do feel like Tony and I are kind of have developed a friendship. I'm obsessed with I your wife. I would like to think so. Thank you. Your wife and I have a lot in common. 
Uh, we both have the same yeah, migraine bonding, migraine bonding yep. trauma bonding. Right. Um, and I keep telling her, the only thing you haven't tried for your migraines is not talking to your husband as much as you do. And maybe it's maybe it's Tony. <laughs> oh, trust me. She tries that. She tries that. I'm like, we need to isolate the variables. <laughs> I don't let it happen, but she tries. <laughs> um, but uh, Jason, I feel like we should be better friends, but you're always very awkward, I think, yeah. when we see each other. Yeah. Well, he well, just you told gotta, you why. So what? Well, he I'll tell people. I'll be like, "Oh, this is my friend," Jay, and I'll and I'll go say hi to you, and you'll just like walk away. Yeah. And I'm like, I thought we were friends. Care to comment? There's a lot of we've been. I've been in a lot of challenging circumstances of late, and then also the first time I met you, I was doing stand up. And thank you, but that's 1,300 people, and I was nowhere near ready for that. And it's still the most nerve-wracking thing that's ever happened to me in my life. Which is ridiculous. Which it helped me because then I did comedy in normal rooms after it. And I was like, so what? Have you ever done what? I, I just got thrown into the fucking pit. And now I'm doing stand-up in front of 50 people. I'm like, I don't care. You it don't helped get me to, a lot. You don't get to be a professional skateboarder and then decide to become a stand-up. And then all of a sudden decide you're not brave. I'm That's just, not when you get to decide. I'm you're just not being courageous. honest. I was. I didn't quit. I did it. But I was. <laughs> I was so nervous. And then I remember you were being so nice to me afterwards that it seemed you like were a amazing. dream to this me. Is, by the way, I was performing in San Diego. I don't even know how it came up. You but... just asked me out of nowhere, like five days before. Want to do stand up with me? And I was like, uh, yeah. And I'd just done one show with. I don't know if I knew that. <laughs> I did. I was. I don't think I yeah. Knew okay. That. Listen to this then. I did the dime bar and I figured out ten minutes. Okay. And then when I figured out ten minutes, freaking uh, Sickler hit me up and said, "Hey man, have you got ten minutes?" And I was like, "Yeah, I just got it." So then he's like, "Cool, come to the Brea with me." So I do a show in front of six hundred people and I shit myself and was like, "This is crazy." Yeah. And then he posted it and then you DM me and said, "Do you want to do a show?" And I'm like. I was in the dime bar with seven people and they were all comics and nobody laughed ever. And now I'm in front of 1,300 people with Whitney Cummings. And then after it, you were trying to talk to me and I was just like, I don't know what I did. I don't know what just happened. Did Tony Hawk, was he here? <laughs> and you're like, hey, you're doing really good. And I'm like, I don't know. Please, lady, stop talking to me. The I funny thing is go. though, it wasn't, like, it wasn't like that was the trajectory and then suddenly you were onto superstardom then you started to pay your dues after that yeah right but i think that for me i don't know if it's the same in in sports specifically skateboarding i feel like all i needed in the beginning was like a little jolt of hope and a little jolt jolt of yeah. like knowing Agreed. my people were out there and for me now when i'm doing shows when i go to each city i spent i don't know 15 years going from city to city just you know bringing an opener or someone that i knew needs needed stage time or someone that i thought complimented me or someone that was like so good that i knew i would get better if i had to follow them kind of thing or trying to curate like okay i do this thing so let me you know if i went to cincinnati i'd be like let me bring someone that's from that area you know you're, i'm always trying to find out a way to make the audience experiences great and make me better as a comic and for me San Diego I it was kind of kismet because I was like such a big skateboarding town what you're doing stand-up now like what a treat for them for mm. me I wasn't thinking about helping you sorry I was like how do I make this a great show for the audience I go to I go to San Diego all the time I do the La Jolla comedy store that's kind of one of my main places I go to work out new stuff and I was like this would be such a treat for them I didn't had I known you'd only done stand-up once I don't think I would have done anything different, you know, but to me, I was like, if he's just in front of people that where he's going to have such a warm welcome, that's going to make you feel so much 
safer because I think that c comedy like tends to be so um, what's the word like like uh, uh, clicky or so like yeah. you haven't done it this amount of time. I don't believe in that. I love that you think that that as skateboarders we're so well revered though, like <laughs> oh, yeah. in town. But San Diego embraces yeah. me whenever hey, I'm there. Is that oh, it's Jason. Yeah, of course. San Diego doesn't know me. <laughs> Maybe I should. I don't know enough about the. No, it's the perfect. It was, it was when he came out on stage and jumped on me. Oh, that's right. Then I was. Then they were like, oh. He, Tony Hawk knows him. <laughs> Let's all embrace this guy. Yeah. But it was like, it couldn't have gone better. No, it did really well. It went, yeah. Element is a tasty electrolyte drink mix with everything you need and nothing you don't. That means lots of salt with no sugar. It contains a science-backed electrolyte ratio, 1,000 milligrams sodium, 200 milligrams potassium, 60 milligrams magnesium with none of the junk, no sugar, no coloring, no artificial ingredients, no gluten, no fillers, no BS, and it's got electrolytes. Element is formulated to help anyone with their electrolyte needs, and it's perfectly suited for anybody following a keto, low-carb, or paleo diet. Electrolytes facilitate hundreds of functions in the body, including the conduction of nerve impulses, hormonal regulation, nutrient absorption, and... Fluid balance. Yes. Ah. Oh, we're going to get there, Jason. I need more electrolytes. Element can help prevent and eliminate headaches, muscle cramps, fatigue, sleeplessness, and other common symptoms of electrolyte deficiency. When you sweat, the primary electrolyte lost is sodium. Athletes can lose up to seven grams per day. When sodium is not replaced, it's common to experience muscle cramps and... Fatigue. Fatigue, yeah, yeah. Since you've been using it, do you feel better? I don't not use it because I know that I can't drink enough water in the day. I don't have enough time to stop using my mouth to pour that much water in it. <laughs> I put these in my water and it helps. Right now, Element is offering our listeners a free sample pack with any purchase. That's eight single serving packets free with any Element order. This is a great way to try all eight flavors or share Element with a salty friend. That's me. You're, you're my salty I'm friend. pissed and dehydrated all the time. Get yours at drinkelement.com slash hawkwolf. This deal is only available through our link. Again, that's D-R-I-N-K-L-M-N-T dot com slash hawkwolf. They offer no questions asked refunds. You got nothing to lose. And I think for me, like when I was starting, like what, what what's demoralizing is when you're doing two, three people and you're bombing for other comics. In the beginning, when you're doing stand-up, you're doing it for other comics. They don't want you to win. They're looking at their set. Yeah. They're like, I'm doing something like that. And you can't get an honest read. And Which for me, also helped a little bit though. To, oh, to, oh no! But the darkness of it, else. just no reaction, and like that helps too. When you got a reaction, you were like, "Wait a minute!" Because then you find out yeah. you gotta love bombing. You gotta yeah. love those nights where you just like eat shit in front of four comics you respect, and you're like, "I kind of want to die, but I can't yeah. wait to do that again." <laughs> that that's, was the. That's when yeah. I realized that I loved it, because it it killed me when I, it happened to me once, and it was like late at night on a Sunday, and I just bombed in front of like fifteen people at Ha Ha's, <laughs> and I got in my car and I drove. There was no way there was fifteen people at Ha Ha's. <laughs> That's the first lie in this story. Including the sweet staff. And stuff. Okay, yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> but I remember driving home really upset and I couldn't go to sleep that night. And I woke up in the morning like, oh, you're such a piece of shit. Yeah. And I was like, I'm, I'm like, wait, you're doing what you do when you can't make a skateboard trick. Like you're freaking out. And I'm like, I got to get back. Because then also the yeah. thing that burned is someone Does else it, was... Because it eats you yeah. if you didn't nail it. Yeah. And you, and you can't get right until you I got to get it back. And then That's I was a like, comic mentality. Yeah. And to me, when I see someone like, I don't know, I think in, in comedy, there's a little bit of a snobbery of like, if you haven't been doing it for 30 years, like where I love people that come from different 
fields that that are similar in a lot of ways. Like skateboarding seems in a lot of ways similar. Mentally, you have to be such a perfectionist. You have to be so tenacious. You have to like get along with other people that your only common denominator is you both love this thing and might tear your Achilles at any moment. But when yeah. people come from different backgrounds, they definitely have a different style. Yeah. Um, and a lot of times, it many times it's unique. Where and you're, you're like, oh, that's never saw that. So that's what probably I, I get the parallel for comedy. Yeah, and it's like you're. It's a. It's it requires a tremendous amount of work and a tremendous amount of focus. It's very high risk. You know, you're. Let's kind talk of, about tremendous amounts of work. Whitney but, oh, Cummings. Can I say one more thing? Like, I just. <laughs> yeah, I know. I'm not going to get a question in, am I? People that's... get annoyed at me, but like Michael Rappaport was like, I kind of want to do stand up. I was like, come on the road with me. Like, do it. Like. I just think that comedy needs to be infused with like sort of mm -hmm. different points of view. It's kind of the same people leaning against a brick wall talking about their depression. <laughs> and it's like if someone like you wants to do stand up, I'm like, what do we do to roll out the red carpet so you have those opportunities? It's better for us and for the audience. I don't know. Okay. So now can I ask it? <laughs> good, good, I, go, but good luck do you, trying do you, to ask me a question. Do you stop? Do I stop? Yeah, like working. The hustle. Like when you go on vacation, do you like organize a bunch of stuff? Mm -hmm. and don't you seem you scared me you know oh, here's where you scared me mm -hmm. i went to the roast right your one yeah yeah yeah. and watched you organize you're everybody the showrunner. oh that's right and I, I, on I, your own <laughs> roast where it was like no hey you are not leaving do not leave get back in there i said go now do the joke <laughs> yeah. yeah wait what are you doing turn the light on yeah. You don't you dare! I think the quote of the hey, night you're was. you're famous. Get the, on the red The quote of the night like, was: If anyone gets up to go to the bathroom, you are not coming back. Yeah. <laughs> she made people go back to her seat and then back into it, running everything. And I was so impressed. And I think that I have a. You have a, a dominatrix. I don't have an don't education, you? so I get intimidated by somebody like that. So all the all the and you were shredded and I was like, this bitch just got she's got a TV show she knows she's gonna be on camera and because I'm a fighter when you shred and you have abs it's pain it's real pain you don't have no fun you eat no fun everyone's like mmm cheese and you're like nah I'm gonna be shredded because he always he always judges the fighters oh that guy that guy got bulked up for this or that guy and then he's, he's because I know you. what it's like you go insane to get to depends on who you are some people have abs. I don't. If I have abs, I have gone insane. <laughs> For like months, I've gone insane. The things I'm thinking are not good. You're projecting a little. Yeah. I, but I anyway. Think, but but I, I think that people keep saying I have these crazy abs. I think it's from doing stand-up. Two shows a night, like, it's the way that you're, I perform. I'm like, hold it. You know, I think it's actually from stand-up. Because I don't You're saying do you always much. have abs. I used to work out really hardcore. I broke my shoulder snowboarding Sweet. in uh, Montana. And Man, then shit. it was fucking. Was it on a rail? It or? So, no, it was. It, <laughs> She's going down the park. Why not? So, hey, Lizzie, sit down. <laughs> okay. I have a wild story. Um, but, uh, but so then I went into physical therapy. And then I started, like, doing hardcore, like, training. And yeah. I think I kept it, but I think a lot of it is from like holding my breath on stage doing stand up. Are you a good athlete? Um, I used to be, yes. I, I am, yeah. I'm not okay. gonna, I hate, you know what? That's I'm done what it with is. You have the natural thing. I turned 40 and I don't need to do the like, no, I suck at everything. I'm kind of like, yeah, I'm great at that. I know what I'm good at and I don't know, I yeah. know what I'm not good at. But um, I'm, uh, uh, but okay, so. That's I, unusual for a comedian to have athletic ability. Interesting. Because I guess for me, I think it's, I think a lot of people that say they have a well, one that of my good friends ability. is Rogan, so I only think of comedians as like human weapons now. <laughs> that's see. one guy. Yeah, I know, I know. All these friends are fat and like high all the time. Nobody's Burt Kreischer is weirdly <laughs> yeah, there you go. Burt athletic. Kreischer. He's he weirdly is, athletic. Yeah, for a really big 
A he's big gonna guy. die in twenty minutes, but he's he was a swimmer. He, I think he's surprisingly good at stuff. He challenged me to a wakeboard contest, <laughs> and I know that he, he lives in a false reality. He told and so me, do I. He told me he wants to become a legitimate skimboarder. Yeah, no. Oh, that's like when you're at the. But you gotta you gotta be running down the sand, drop the board. Like it's <laughs> yeah, but it's very high say... energy, and it's you can eat shit. I feel no like the only that. thing required <sighs> for that, like the first entry point, is you need a flat stomach. <laughs> It does help, but if you want to be a legitimate skimboarder, you should shut up. Because that is stupid. That is a stupid thing to want. I like skimboarding. I'm down. Yeah, great. I From skim. time to time, I've done it too, but that's not your quest in life. You're better than that. Everybody is. No offense to skimboarders. Hater. Okay, so people so that people don't think I'm just like a complete psycho with a personality. Yeah, disorder. I can't wait. I it... was we were doing the roasts for first of all, did you enjoy the tape the taping was a little chaotic. The both I thought tapings. It was a great show. Okay. It was oh, an yeah, amazing was show. Yeah. So we did so basically what happened was a couple years ago, remember when um Comedy's gotten a little tricky because remember when um, you guys uh, out there became a bunch of snitches and dorks and <laughs> did, don't want comedians to do comedy anymore? Remember? Remember that? I, know remember, that. Mem I love this. Remember yeah. when you were like, white guys should never speak? Remember? Um, uh, and then all of a sudden comedy started imploding. Everyone's like, we hate white men. I'm like, okay, cool. Good luck with never. Fine. You're, what are you going to do? How are you going to get anywhere? Who's going to fly the planes, you fucking idiot? Wow. So, sorry. I just, this whole overcorrection of like all. All white Thanks for that, Kelly Osbourne. All, I know. I love the 2023. <laughs> I'm like defending white men, you know, because I've got so many people in my life and I guess like, you know, like white men are trash. You're like, okay, cool. So the antibiotics that saved your father's life, whoever invented <laughs> that was trash. I guess antibiotics are mold. Everybody's that trash was a... and everybody's beautiful. Sure. But so then um, uh, comedy started taking a pretty big hit, you know, <laughs> sorry for the pun. Literally Chris Rock got punched in the face uh, at the Oscars. No one stood up. Yeah. No one stood up. But that room makes sense to me that they wouldn't stand up. Because they're all on... Their poses. Fentanyl? Uh, you love that one. <laughs> I, just, I just think that it's a world of blowing smoke up people's asses. And when you blow smoke up people's asses to stand up for somebody and be physical or so get aggressive... So the best actors in the world couldn't act like they had empathy? No, no think, one even. No one I don't think they can. can get up and l to leave or get up to, to help stop and it. do yeah. anything. Yeah. You know, so it's like so it's like yes, Hollywood is a bunch of I think like uh, you know traumatized. You know, like, well, what about getting up and giving a standing ovation we, to the guy left. that just cracked it? We he left. left. G good. If everybody was Tony Hawk that night, it would be but, a I mean, it was it was like you know yeah it was like <sighs> yeah. If I had seen you, if I had seen you get up, I'd be like I didn't Tony Hawk there. I didn't know you were there. Well, we weren't like in the in the. You know, visible seats necessarily. And the, what was the vibe? What, what happened? Because we you... we um, did I I presented uh, an award with Sean White and with Kelly Slater. <laughs> right, right. Um, and then we were there, and then it, then it happened. We we're like, what? What was your first the... reaction? Did you think it, it was can't fake? be real? It can't be real. And then at some point you hear the voices, and you're like, oh, that is real. Oh, this sucks. <laughs> and did you just feel it in your gut? Like, just yeah. This... And everyone's just kind of like, everyone's just. It, it was just everyone's just blown away. So we're just like. And then he wins whatever. I just felt I felt bad for Questlove because it was like that was his moment. It was just phew, overshadowed completely. 
And to me, it was kind of just like the apotheosis of like comedians, like, you know, you know, we were living online during the pandemic. And then we were, you know, comedians, I think that like, I'm the first person to say like, you know, when comedians are complaining, like you can't, you know, you get in trouble for writing jokes on Twitter and stuff. Comedy's not supposed to be consumed that way. That's not how it's designed, right? Mm. Like, you know, comedy is half the, half the writing, then half the delivery. And we're now writing out our jokes on Twitter and then we're leaving the delivery up to the audience member who's reading. <laughs> Yeah. yeah, not how it's supposed to go. Especially right? on social media, it's almost a guarantee they're going to get it wrong. They're it's like get... as someone said, we need a font called Sarcastica. <laughs> but it's also like that's also not how comedy's supposed to be consumed. It's supposed to be consumed at night in a grimy place after a couple of drinks, like shoulder to shoulder in the dark. Like there's supposed to be a sense of danger. People have have suck it out. Right now, there's a little bit of like we're pushing comedy on people while they're at work at two in the afternoon with your super clever abortion joke. I bet it's great, but it, you don't know where that joke's gonna come between on their Twitter feed, right? Like you can't control that, right? Comedy, you're supposed to be able to control all the circumstances. So I write a great abortion joke, whatever it is, hilarious, everyone's gonna love it. It's so clever, it's so smart. I tweet it out. It might come between five toddlers shot in the face at a elementary school and Trump's running again. Between those two, it might not be as funny as what I imagined it was going to be, right? Yeah. Or, you know, someone retweets it and someone that doesn't follow me that didn't sign up for comedy during yeah. the day at work is going to see it and go, ugh, I hate this. But you think that hurts real comedy? I think that it really more means like comedians are so desperate to be able to get out their sort of like unsafe comedy or their, you know, that there's no place to go. And we're resorting to, the, you know, like Netflix, like employees are doing walkouts, like, you know, which was, by the way, how dumb are you? <laughs> how dumb are you as an employee that you see a Dave Chappelle, you stage a walkout when you're working from home? Yeah. This was during the pit. Like, what did you oh. like leave your apartment on Gardner? Like, what, how did that... It, they were working from home, and they're like, "We're walking." You out. walked away from your computer. Yeah, you close your laptop. Yeah. Like, how did that look? I'm leaving that there. So then there was like that, and then even on YouTube now, like you get demonetized if you say certain curse words, if you say. Oh you yeah, know, we you know, know that. Yeah, you're okay because we're always you're here, and we don't. <laughs> but, but my show, people, they YouTube hates me. But and does it get out of that? You get demonetized. I have a, I have a new show now that is sim similar to if I was on terrestrial uh-huh so that i can survive and so what happened when you curse on youtube does it get taken out of the algorithm yeah. and you get demonetized yeah. that's that's wild yeah because my show used to be only that like i'm i'm a sailor i'm from australia it's like if you're not f-bombing you're not talking see so, so now i now i have a don't say f-bomb on the wall for everybody in there <laughs> which is by and the we, way it's we like we try to survive but he has great abortion jokes uh, but, <laughs> don't and them. and uh invoices i'm sure <laughs> um <laughs> that was a great abortion joke thank you um and so i i kind of just like found like i used to do the roast I, I i started writing on the roast and then i like performed on the roast and to me like the roast is like such a solution to all this like shame it's a shame release it's kind of this like you go up you own your mistakes people make fun of you and we're at a time where no one can say yeah i'm not proud of that halloween costume i wore 20 years ago that wasn't great you know like it's now just turning into this like shame festival where we're all like you know um uh even if you've done your time with your comeuppance of making a public mistake or tweeting the wrong thing everyone is just like you're canceled you're in or you're out and the roasts were always about going here's this flawed person 
and yeah. we're going to sort of like, you know, uh, uh, what it, cleanse them of their sins by making fun of them, and then we can move on. And we show like, you can be self-aware, you can have made mistakes and like joke about it, and like we're all adults here. But I think what started happening is they, on Comedy Central, it started getting like, they were so ratings hungry that they started mixing really great comedians with celebrities. And that to me is like MMA, putting a heavyweight with a featherweight. It's not fun. It feels mean. Someone's going to get hurt. The whole point of like the roast is that nobody And a lot hurt. of times celebrity is like, wait, what? Yeah. This, Do I don't you, want... Oh, Pam Anderson <laughs> cried. I mean, it was awful. Like it was just <laughs> like... You, uh, it was, this is so random, but somewhere in the mid 2000s, they did a Travis Pastrana roast. Okay. Like it was the sort of... Um, kind of pissed that I didn't It was adjacent to X Games. Yeah. And I got invited and they kept saying, are you going to come? I was like, yeah, I'll, I'll come, sure. And then I didn't realize that when you're a guest, yeah. then you're a fair game. Yep. Oh, wow. And they had us seated, like me and Ooh. Ryan Sheckler and a few others seated, like right on near the stage. Yeah. And I was like, oh, I see. <laughs> they a needed a punching bag. Us. I understand. Okay. But who was roasting? Uh, Jeff Ross. Oh, oh wow. nice. A real yeah. roaster. Okay. And, and we knew that he was already had a reputation, so everyone's just like, oh, man, we start looking at us. <laughs> I don't know. It is also tricky, though, because I feel like athletes, you guys bust each other's balls. Like, you're not too sensitive. Or... Yeah, it wasn't. It, they, they had some of the skaters come up and talk. It wasn't great. But they're like, that's what reminded me. You said, like, an MMA fighter in different divisions is like, no, this isn't working. Even if you're trying to give the skaters jokes. To I'm not going to pop into the X games yeah. for a day. <laughs> yes, exactly. Like I'm not like, I just think yeah. that like there's, there's, I think everyone now <clears throat> thinks they can do everything, which, and maybe they can Godspeed if you can, you know, but to me, it's like, this is a, a um, I don't want to say art or craft, whatever. It's it's kind of more, I sort of see it more as a mental sport. You know, it's like verbal MMA. We're like sparring with each other, yeah. you know? And it always needs to and feel... And requires experience. Totally. It's a very difficult skill because you have to be as clever as you are mean. You have to know how to edit yourself. You have to know how to deliver it, you know? And so, like, for example, there was this joke that, that if you had just tweeted it, it would have been totally killed us that Tony Hinchcliffe said to uh, uh, Jim Norton to incredibly experienced roasters that take it very seriously these yeah. are people that like it's it's as serious as a heart attack to us like which is you know when I was watching the the um, Chris Rocks call you know because now there's all these jokes that are off limits we're not allowed to say things we can't say tranny we can't make fun of Jada Pickett Smith's gay Scientology bald head we have to stay away from that now Wait, she's gay <laughs> I don't know I don't know I just don't think straight people act like that um, I remember thinking to wait what I just remember thinking about Will Smith I'm like there's other ways to touch a man you don't have she's to go riffing. through this whole right. I'm just I'm confused <laughs> I'm trying to figure it You've out. You never thought they were gay? That cup the the Will and Jada? I mean, I'm I'm gay and I got a pretty good gay da. <laughs> I think I, I'm a trans man by the way. It. That's my What's new that? that my new as I think I must be a trans man. That, that might be cuz I'm really into that. So maybe that's what's really, going a on trans, here. But a trans man that hasn't you know done all this stuff. Yeah, yeah. I don't know what you would do. No, it's the soul. You have the soul of a man. Like how does a trans man start? They do, they do testosterone and then they get top surgery. Uh-huh. Oh, no. I got top surgery the other way. I've, like, I've you know, got it all that, backwards. Yeah. Um, no, but, to their own. No, but it's just the idea of like, like I even just said that and you guys got uncomfortable. It's like, I, didn't I just don't think anything should be off limits to joke about. And if you physically harm someone because you can't take a joke when you were sitting in a seat that historically is the seat you sit in and you're going to get joked about. That's just kind of the deal. So to me, I'm kind of like, wait a second. Comedy is about like taking tension out of the room. It's about like, like naming, naming things that everyone's like walking on eggshells around and just saying it. So everyone mm. can kind of just, I don't know if anyone grew up in an alcoholic <clears throat> home, but a lot of comics did. And when you grow up in that kind of home, 
It's a lot of like things you're not allowed to acknowledge. It's a lot of tension. It's a lot of like oh, wow. passive aggressive stuff. And comedians are just like, does anyone else think it's weird? That, yeah. you know what I mean? Not that we're right. We're idiots. That the same, you know, company that makes the, you know, this pill is also making this thing. Like we're just the idiots that put shit together. Backed by a leading clinical trial where nine out of 10 men experienced healthier and visibly improved skin. Caldera Lab has the tools to keep your skin fresh and confident as the weather heats up this summer. Ow! Ow! Use the code WOLF at calderalab.com for 20% off their best products. Caldera Lab creates high-performance men's skincare products by combining pharmaceutical-grade science along with nature's purest and most potent ingredients. The regiment and bundle is twice-a-day routine to transform your skin. Inside the bundle, you'll find the clean slate. I use that in the shower. The base layer and the good. The clean slate is where you start your day. It's a balancing cleanser that uses gentle plant-based cleansing, leaving all skin types refreshed. The base layer is a nutrient-dense, fortifying moisturizer that hydrates your skin and absorbs fast, leaving you with a matte finish so you can start your day confidently. The good is before bed, clinically proven, multifunctional serum that helps your skin look tighter and smoother. It also helps reduce visibility of wrinkles and fine lines. In every drop of the serum, 3.4 million antioxidant units protecting your skin. <laughs> the icon is a rejuvenating eye serum to address the three most common skin concerns around the eye. Fine lines, yep, dark circles, yep, and puffiness. Committed to transparency, sustainability, and excellence, Caldera Lab is on a mission to better men's skincare around the world. Priding itself on clean ingredients and doing right by their customers and the planet we live in, Caldera Lab is a certified B corporation as well as member of the 1% for the planet. Through uncompromising craftsmanship, exceptional ingredients, and rigorous transparency, Caldera Lab is here to upgrade your skin and confidence. Yeah, confidence. So everybody finds you hot, and then you just float through life getting free hugs and stuff. Get 20% off with our code WOLF at calderalab.com. That's 20% off at calderalab.com by using code WOLF. Oh! Woo. Take your skincare to the next level this summer with Caldera Lab. Breaking news, Jason. Yes, honey. <laughs> Manscaped now <laughs> sells beard products with the new Beard Hedger Pro Kit. Now your drapes can match your carpet by going to manscaped.com and using code HAWKWOLF for 20% off and free shipping. My hair is all different colors, Tony. It's confusing. And now that lot, I'm getting older, I've added in. gray to the mix. Because I'm like yeah, a redhead, blonde-headed guy with like some black hair. I, I don't know. I'm a beast, man. Let's talk about Manscaped Pro Beard Kit. First things first, the Beard Hedger. This cordless trimmer gives you 20 hair cutting links all with one guard. So no more messy drawers full of extra add-ons. Plus, it's waterproof, so you can shave in the shower to avoid all that hair in the sink. The titanium-coated T-blade is tough on hair, but smooth on your face, leading to single-stroke efficiency that brings satisfaction one stroke at a time. Yeah. The Pro Kit also has four dermatologist-tested formulations for your post-trim care. All your hair is different and needs different care. Apparently, all your hair is different colors, too. Yeah, and some spots I don't even have any anymore. <laughs> some spots I got spots, I don't even know why I have hair there. Next, the kit has Manscaped beard oil to relieve dryness both on the beard and the skin beneath, while adding a little shimmer and shine, making you look extra fine. Last but not least, the beard balm to shape style 
tame, and moisturize. If that wasn't enough, the Pro Beard Kit also comes with three free gifts, a beard brush, comb, and scissors to ensure your beard is ready to impress. So get 20% off and free shipping with the code HAWKWOLF at manscaped.com. That's 20% off with free shipping at manscaped.com. Use the code HAWKWOLF. And then OnlyFans came to me, OnlyFans TV. They're doing like a TV arm. And I thought it was interesting that they came to me. And of course I had the same reactions. Everyone was like, oh, this is like a porn site. And this is like, you know, we're such dorks. Like, I'm on there. I'm not telling one joke dude, at all. It, it, <laughs> it's, um, it's, cause to me, I've been in this business so long and I'm kind of like, like Saudi money, Saudi put money into Disney, Amazon, people are like, you know, I just don't have to pilot an Amazon and they, you know, we didn't make it for a couple reasons, but I'm like, why are we banging down doors to do comedy at, a, I mean, Amazon's a grocery store. Like, why yeah. do they get to, to do TV and say no to some of the best creators and not make special? Were you saying that, that you you were hesitant because of OnlyFans, just the reputation is that it's... Because it has a reputation, it's like, like yeah. it's porn, it's sex workers. And then I kind of was like, wait a second, as soon as I went, ugh, I, I went, what is that? Like, because whenever we judge something or look down on it, it probably means something else is going on. Yeah, what's so bad about that job? What's so, what exactly? So I was like, what's that prejudice? Because also comedy started in strip clubs. We're the same. Yeah. I go to strip clubs, I go to Crazy Girls on La Brea, and they're like, how you doing? I'm, like, I'm they a, look down on us. I do both. <laughs> okay. I, I do are you both. steady work? <laughs> yeah, totally. They're like, how are you? Like, they're like, they exploit their bodies. We exploit, like, our childhoods. I do both, <laughs> and I don't feel any different about either one of them. <laughs> Got to create some content, and sometimes it's good, sometimes it's... It, You're it's, on OnlyFans? Do you have your, a profile? Yeah. What's going on? Everything. <laughs> And everybody's in it too. It's probably yeah, not the show not going for on. What's wh I don't know about this, and I can't and tell. If I you're don't joking. really try to blast it on here or like to the to like mainstream. People. What are you doing on there? Everything. That's fake. With everybody, all the kind, all the people in the all fake. the kinds. What are you? Are is it sexual? Yeah. <laughs> That's fake. Are you kidding? Yeah, how much? Do you more? think he's fake? I don't know. I don't know how much I more. You're. A, I do. You're, can I tell you something, Jason? You're yeah. an oddball. Yeah, you're a person. I, it's hard, it's I just hard to want to be you. me. I'm just trying to figure out who I am, and I like that. Are, so are you making money doing. on there? Yes, more than I do from comedy. That's incredible. <laughs> so what's wrong with that, by the way? Nothing. I think that's fantastic. So I went on there, and I was like, okay, what's all this judgment about? And I had just been so um, uh, disgusted by yeah. the way that TV networks were working. The way that I mean, you see it. The writers are on strike. You right said now. at the at the roast that you thanked the OnlyFans person and said. They let me do my material, and I remember when you said that, I was like, "Wait, you're saying that Netflix, like all the bigger, the way where you work your whole life to be a comedian, mm -hmm. 10, 20, 30 years, yep. and then you get a special on a Netflix, yep. and you're telling me that they will tell you no, all the things that got you there, you're not allowed to say those, or That's they won't promote, they won't put in the algorithm if you paid for it yourself, so that you know, so it's like they kind of spend all their money on a lot of. Not that Netflix isn't a great place to do comedy, but it's kind of feeling like it's falling through the cracks a but little bit. But they'll stop you from some of your jokes. Like, don't that, say that. That didn't happen for me oh, okay. necessarily, but I see a lot of comedians who are going through that. It does happen. Mm -hmm. It okay. does happen. And then even if you're trying to put something on Instagram, it might be bumped out of the algorithm because you say Jesus Christ or you you know say a curse word or whatever. What? Comedy Central's just gone at this point. I mean, that was like our main yeah. way to reach the masses. Yeah, and having now, a special on there, you were kicking ass. Have you been to Comedy Central? Look at look. It's, it's like a it's it. it there's a Adobe plugin. Oh, like you can't even find point. specials I on know. there anymore. <laughs> You're just like, is this is this a Geo Cities? Right. Like it's just gone. That was the place too. It the was. place. Yeah. 
you know, it was still sort of had a lot of, um, uh, uh, it was still prohibitively like the exact, it was up to the executives, yeah. but I was like, what would happen? Like, cause what happened with YouTube with, you know, Rogan and Schultz and, and Bert and, you know, Sam Morell and all these like new comics, like, you know, YouTube is not totally like female comic special friendly yet, I don't think. It's like, I always say like, come for the joke, stay for the misspelled comments about my face and how I'm an unfuckable cunt. Like, you do kind of have to go through all the, Whoa. you know. Did you hear what she just said? <laughs> that oh is, yeah, that she's, is, no, she's not reading comments. That yeah. is versus Wolf. That is staying in for sure. No beeps <laughs> at all. I'm now, see, I'm even trepidatious about saying That makes me feel cunts. so much better to know that someone says that about you mm -hmm. because you're so so fucking hard. It's creepy. Oh, no, I shouldn't have. Sorry, Tony. You're so Why are you apologizing? So because I feel I, I feel it's awkward. I'm, I'm making it. But you, that that makes because when people say you're the worst fucking blah 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 homo, and I'm like, man, I'm really am I that bad for being a homo? No, it's just people are they're people joking. Say you're half idiots, the time. So that's okay. Okay, cool. Oh yeah, I got all, I, I got all kinds of stuff. You know, but it's more I can handle it. Like I agree with most of the negative comments. Let's be honest. I'm like, good point. But <laughs> <laughs> sick burn. I'm like saying, dude, I'm gonna use that. <laughs> and so um like good observation like so i think that's the other thing when comedians so are intuitive yeah when comedians are like all oh, the negative comments i'm like you don't agree with that if you don't agree with your negative comments you don't deserve to be a comedian your self-esteem wow. is too high but i think half the people that leave negative comments they're probably just trying to be funny they're just like i don't know i don't i don't take that shit seriously like um it's to me people are engaging they care in some capacity yeah, well you know what i mean yep. like anyone that leaves a comment is a little like when someone's like, I love you, you're the best. I'm like, that's also crazy. <laughs> you know what I mean? It's like, no, what? You're the reason the I didn't kill myself. I, uh, no, I'm not. Like, yeah. now you're just a liar. Whatever. <laughs> so it's like, if you believe the good, you have to believe the bad. And I kind of just like, you know, yeah. like we didn't sign up to be universally beloved. That's never been a thing. No. Yeah, no, you know? I'm, I'm and inspiration. that's a problem that that's what's If happening. that's what you want, yeah. like you're not, you're not being, I think, interesting enough as a comedian. We're supposed to be polarizing. I'm inspirational. Yes. And I'm like also <laughs> in my cold plunge crying like a baby trying to survive the day. And I'm like, I'm inspirational. <laughs> Yeah. Maybe I'll send you this video <laughs> to inspire your ass. Because, yeah, indestructible Jace never quits, <laughs> never gets down, yeah. always goes for it, always <laughs> believes he's number one. Like, I always think it's, no. when people tell me I'm inspiring, that is the most insulting thing you can say. It's like, you've man, you, I mean, you did it. <laughs> so you're like, I'm a make a wish kid. I just saw how you took that. Like, yeah. You're, you're, I'm inspiring. You somebody, well, yes, you are inspiring, yeah, yeah. but not because you had a terrible childhood uh -huh. and everybody treated you like shit yeah. and somehow you figured out to accomplish stuff and now look at everyone knows who you are and you've got money no it's it's your work ethic and what you've you're a genius oh you, you write and you've done all these things more than i'll ever understand i touched i dabbled a little bit and was like you've written for a really long time for everybody and done all these other shows you've not you, like doing stand-up is hard doing a podcast and stand-up is really hard you do way more than that. What, I still like, don't know how to do a podcast. I don't understand. <clears throat> what? I, have oh, no, yeah, about, okay. I listen to Dude, it. <laughs> I have no idea how to do a podcast. Like, what is a podcast? If you don't is know how this? to do a podcast, I don't know what we're doing here. <laughs> don't, every, hey, don't collapse this shit. <laughs> we're fine. I know how to do a podcast. But I think... I think Fuck <laughs> these guys. Just listen to me. <laughs> You'll be fine. Stay just, with me. I just like, I'm like, is that, I just, I think for me, I, I like to be very, I'm not trying to be self-deprecating, but in general, I'm always like, uh, since when is a woman talking for two hours that you have no chance of sleeping with a business? <laughs> like, who is See, it? That's like, why I like it. Cause I think I still got a chance. <laughs> 
<laughs> You're an edger? It's like hour 45. I'm like, nah, she's going to get in. Recently separated. Are you an edger? Wow. Oh, I... Sand. By the way, oh my Jason, God. stop pretending. Oh, my God. What? Okay. Are well, you thanking me? Or are you... Are you... <laughs> but no, no, how about this? <laughs> I'm dying now. Too soon? No. We now were, listen to them. We were texting yesterday... And I don't oh, know what scary. happened. Oh, yeah. I'm doing another screening of when my, because my roast is coming out. Oh, yeah. I almost came to your house with my Speedo uh, on, on on Tuesday. <laughs> on Monday, I almost, if I hadn't texted her, I was going to her house with my Speedo on. Oh, for on. the screening? Yeah. No, I thought it was a pool party. I didn't, no, no, no. I hold on. No. It said RSVP by May 1st. The event is on April sixteenth, oh. <laughs> May sixteenth. I've been going through a lot, Tony. You know that. <laughs> come on, man. That's on brand, anyway. That's not like that. Hey, fuck! Come on. What do you mean it's on brand? I, I show up to your shit all the time. Uh, early. What are you talking about? You show up because because there's someone else on those texts now. I may have been ten Shut minutes up, late. Tony. I may have been ten minutes late today, but at least I wasn't two weeks early in a bathing suit. <laughs> <laughs> Jesus. I'm so pissed I texted. It like, would have been so much cooler. So he texted me like, on you, Monday. No? By the way, on Monday. You should have yeah. known. There's, the fact that you even thought there'd be a pool party on a Monday is already weird. I don't know. You guys live it up, you know? <laughs> so he's like, hey, I might not be able to make it to the party tonight. I just wrote, what party? <laughs> he wrote, don't you have a pool party today? And I just reset the invite. And he's like, sorry, I'm in the middle of a divorce. My bad. <laughs> Does, does you lift the so, other bit out? Thank you. I did. The I'm coming off Kratom. I don't care. Don't do it. <laughs> How? It's terrible. I've been sh I was shaking for two days. At one point, I started like crying and howling like a baby. How and I that couldn't different? stop shaking. I no and idea. I headbutted the concrete to stop myself from shaking. People love Kratom now. Yeah, what, well, do I, don't th I don't recommend it to anybody. I did not know I was doing it. So I got sponsored. I was like, here, have a shot. And I was like, yeah, I have a shot after I skate or before I get in jacuzzi. Relaxes you at the end of the day. And I was like, I'm relax myself before I do stand-up. Because I don't drink and everybody else drinks. Next thing you know, I'm doing four of them a day. And then I was like, man, I don't feel that good. I'll try to do, I'll do less tomorrow. And I'm like, I feel worse. That's not good. How's that work? And then I talked about it to Dr. Drew on my show. And then that aired and Andrew Huberman saw it and called me immediately and said, that's bad shit. You need to get off it right now. That was so nice of him. He's so good like that. He will. And then he called me every day when I was going through it. Ooh. Yeah. It's been a lot. He comes from skate background. He yeah. comes yeah, from Northern proper, California. Yeah, he's yeah, one yeah, of like, us. He's he like slept a... in Tony Hawk's bed. With... He, that's right. No, he didn't. You're... <laughs> in your bedroom. Which, yeah. Your yeah, growing bedroom. up, didn't he was like in, he was like taken in by you. <laughs> <laughs> I shouldn't even clarify. I just want to okay. see yes. how that. Yes. Yeah, and just like the game was, of telephone that, that goes on. He was like Elian Gonzalez in your He was house. at an Andrew event. Andrew Huberman is Tony Hawk's he brother. Was at, and he they was slept at an together. amateur skate yeah. event in San Diego that my dad was helping to run. And at some point, the contest was over and everyone was dispersing. And he, he had taken the bus from Northern California down to that event. And the person he was with bailed on him. And so he was like 14 or 15. Wow. And my dad recognized, like, that, I think that kid is feral and uh said hey do you have any place to go and he's like no oh. and so they brought him to their house and i had moved out by then so he, he stayed in my old room it's so crazy where it was still like had pictures and trophies and stuff in it and then the next day my dad uh brought him to my house where my ramp was and then he got to skate my ramp and i don't i mean all this was news so to me, crazy he's the cool. best like he's yeah. like he's like just such a you know, it's like, I don't think more men need podcasts, but 
he's the part like I th he's like making a pot. I, I just love him so much. He's, he's like, thank God people. he exists. Yeah, he can't take it all because what he does is really disciplined. The average bear can't handle that. Yeah. But if you take little bits and pieces of that and put it in your life, yeah. you're better off for it. Yeah. He's, he's speaking facts. Yeah. It's also nice to be getting like information from a scientist and not a comedian. But, all, but also you, you, you want to, I mean, I think that the, the, the idea is that he's so relatable too, that he yeah. went through this. this yeah. I can understand yeah. him. And, so that tells you yeah, something. He's not like a trust fund kid who was funded by Epstein and like right. science is such a creepy place sometimes right he's just you here know. to help he's not a part of that yeah he's yeah. a real deal that's why i did it that's because on day four i was like i maybe i need to go to hospital or maybe i need to get like i'll just do one more shot to help me and i'm like i know that because i'm a junkie I, i'm like nope that's not the answer but humans, are you sober off other stuff yeah is I just kratom, smoke, I can i ask weed what up. it is kratom it's, it's a, a plant <laughs> and if it's a plant that okay. is that acts as a as a like a heroin painkiller oh wow thing. And the and the and the detox because now I did it. My friends have been googling it for me and been like, some people like it's like six months of hell wow. to get off it. And I I went through like a really hard couple of days. Transplanting. There you go. Yeah, it was that. It was that. I'm transplanting. So, no, that the way you explain it. It was. That's what it's called Whitney. when trans. I was embarrassed. Men have their periods by myself on the concrete, going, "You got here again, but this is worse because I've recovered from alcohol." And I never, when I recovered from alcohol, I went to rehab. They gave you like some pills and stuff. I didn't shake one time. Mm. I just remember thinking, I don't want to live without drinking. And then I got past it. And then I did this one with the attitude of, I don't need uh, to run anymore. I go to mm. therapy. I know I'm like accepting myself these days. And then I realized, I was like, you, you're on a, you're on the, on a worse one. It so I just white knuckled it. That's what he said. He said, white knuckle it. And yep. then the whole time when that was happening, I was like, white knuckle it. He said, white knuckle it. I'm like, Fuck, white knuckle it. But holy crap, man. And how long had you been on it before you? Three years. Kratom. Yep. It I've... escalated. Three years where I do one a day. Like a pill? And... for. No, right. it's a shot. <gasps> right. Because it's it's available. Like I was in New York. Gas stations recently. everywhere. Yeah. And they're like, let's go get some Kratom tea, like over the counter out of like cafe. I don't want to ruin it for people that do it. Like if you want to do it, that's cool. I'm just telling you that you're not as clear. I know that people like get off heroin and they do it and that's it's better than heroin for sure. Really? Yeah, cuz it's it's you can't die from it. Ah. Uh, you can't OD. I didn't realize it was such a high like But it like, does, if you do enough, it makes oh. you like in it makes you out of it. Yeah. You're like, oh man, I'm relaxed. I'm comfortable. You're high. I feel like this is the new thing. I feel I feel like a lot of people are... Like in LA, <laughs> everyone is on drugs, which it's is so funny. because of the weed stores. They now sell <laughs> like... <laughs> they got the mushroom. Everyone Dude, does mushrooms all drugs. the time. No, I know. But her, her thing is like uh, driving. Everyone's on fentanyl. <laughs> Everyone's on, no, 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 no. Everyone is on drugs in the city. And it's funny because people accuse me of being on drugs because I talk so fast. But I'm like, no, no, yeah. you're just on edibles. This, I'm not talking that fast. Like, this is like. Oh, a, no, no. You're talking no. pretty fast. Yeah, thank you. Thank yeah. you. Because I'm, I'm high, but he's not. I'm the only person that is not on Adderall. And, and oh, and this is the new thing. Everyone's microdosing mushrooms. And I'm like, how often a day are you microdosing? They're like four times a day. Like, Four microdoses is a dose. So you're, you're on <laughs> yeah, drugs. at what point? Yeah. No, that's, what does that add this up? This is not micro anymore. And also, people yeah. are not, and also it's bad for comedy because it's like comedy, you're supposed to perform for people that have had a they're a little couple tequilas, alcohol, something. You don't want to be performing for people that are like, 
like forgiving their ancestors and like are in interesting you that's, want that's too much you have to conjure a little bit of anger a little bit of right. make some tension and everyone is just so cozy i would i think we have to at least outlaw like indica in the comedy clubs right because people are just napping during shows i'm like i've worked so i, I am i bombing well, why are, are they you? coming if, if they're so relaxed and bored because just everyone's everyone's on i don't i don't know the answer i mean it's like comedy was like you want a little alcohol you want a little vodka beer but now everyone's on um you know weed tinctures does that that make for less hecklers the heckles are just different they're like you know they're They're like forgive yourself <laughs> yeah, that one hurts. That they're is not, worse. They're not like dumb cunt. They're like, oh no. And I've noticed that. Like, you know, when you like self-deprecate on stage, and I'm like, yeah, because you know. And then this whatever guy cheated on me, and I was like, oh. You're like, no, I'm a self-made millionaire. I'm yeah. fine. Don't worry about me. Yeah. You know, but uh, but yeah. So I think there's a little too much empathy in the I comedy on my audience. Feet. What's that? I landed on my feet. Yeah, I'm fine. Like, don't do that. Don't feel <laughs> yeah. pity. What is this drug you guys are on that you pity comics? <laughs> and can someone give it to Will Smith? Yeah. You know? So I just, I think that that low-key, at least in LA, everyone's on fucking something. Like yeah. when we did the writer's room for the roast, you know? It was like, you know, usually writer rooms, you know, they're competitive and you're going, and everyone was just like kind of chill and sort of like, we're writing roast jokes, you know, and they're yeah. like, they're like, Jim Norton, he's just such a good guy. I'm like, guys, we got to get back to the, yeah. the angle. Like, what, what, what's the angle on being a good guy? <laughs> yeah, I know. He's How just like, is that funny? He is so supportive to other comics. I'm like, guys, he dates trans women. Let's go. <laughs> like, yeah. We got to get into the, you know, so it's, it's, I think it's probably a good, uh, everyone's on ayahuasca. There's microdosing cool, ayahuasca though. now, though. Ayahuasca is well, that you can't do that regularly. I you thought do that, that was like a just one hit like thing. It's not one hit. They, it's everyone, not one hit, but like, like it's big. Like the hack now is microdosing it so that. Wait, what? That doesn't. That's not how that works. You gotta go. You gotta go in. You don't. What? The, that's but like a little. She's in the trenches. A little every day is everyone's artists. new thing. She's hanging out with bullshit <laughs> artists. No, I just I feel like a lot of comics are microdosing ayahuasca, mushrooms, and then just on. It means edibles. you're taking the edge off. That's all you're doing. You're taking the edge off. Yeah. The medicine. The doctor does not say shit until you take the whole pill. I just don't think a bunch of like white twenty-two year olds need to heal. Like, what? Well, nothing's yeah, happening. What's so to you damage yet. to them? What are you healing? Yeah, what, what happened? is your trauma? Oh, your parents are all forgiving and understanding and they pick you up from school. No plan like, medicine shut up. until you're 40 yeah. and on your second divorce. Yeah, you gotta be a kid. Try being a kid all alone. You the gotta whole do, time. you know what, this is what I, I want to- you ever ask for somebody's help, they're like, shut up. Do you guys, do you guys ever play videos on this show? Yeah, sure. yeah. There's a Boozy, the rapper Boozy, does a, a video about why he thinks we should go back to crack. This is going to be a tough argument for me. No, I think it's pretty... It makes it, sense. Am I allowed to play it? No, probably not. He I th- also says crackheads are funny. <laughs> I thought you were saying everybody should just start doing crack. But no, if you're doing fentanyl, I, I definitely... Huh? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's just like this fentanyl shit is just like killing everybody. Right. You know, at least you didn't do that. No, I, my error like of doing that, there was no fentanyl. So I got lucky. You could probably relate, right? What? To was what? Your, did you ever do drugs back in the old school days? I am so embarrassed because like it's with this, with my personality, everyone assumes I'm on so many drugs all the time. I've never done cocaine. 
Same. I'm surprised. Never done heroin. You, you, I am. Never done heroin, never done meth. Like, I took Adderall once or a couple times when I wrote my book, but it kind of made me like um, buzzy or something. Terrifying? Yeah. Well, no, I. (laughs) (laughs) Sorry, but I just got anxiety. Whitney Cummings and Adderall, please. I don't know if you love me or hate me. Um, Shut up. It's a. uh, (laughs) Shut up. (laughs) So I was prescribed. What is it when it uh, uh, tapers, uh, uh, when a, a pill? Time like, release. Time release, thank yeah. you. Time release Adderall to sleep. Yeah. Uh, because if you truly have ADD, it calms you down. Oh. So I it, it didn't. didn't make me manic or anything, but when I took it to write my book, I was just a little bit like, like I felt like my brain was dry. It's the only way I know how to explain yeah. it. You know, and I just felt like I was like more tired. Like it just didn't like serve me. Yeah. Like, but maybe in another iteration it would. And um, what made you not, not do the target them. demographic? Then. Yeah, I don't think so. I'm already a little like I feel like if I I don't I like I feel like if I take these drugs, I'll like start another business or make too many friends that I don't, you know what I mean? I, I'm like, a, I, like, you don't worry about that in general. I just don't want, like people I know that do cocaine, they're like, yeah, I like made a new friend last night. I'm like, I don't want any new friends. I don't want any new business ventures. Like I just, I, I need to chill out. You Was know? it somebody that showed you that, like did somebody do it and you were like, wow, note to self, I'm not doing it. Cause it's weird that you never did it and you're in comedy and everybody, uh, I, I, I'm not, maybe I'm wrong. I wasn't there. Uh, it just seemed like, all those people did it, or all the people around him did it. And now they're no? dead. I think right. I kind of watched, and I was like Jim Belushi, Chris, all the people. Because I, I feel like he to. learned that way by his peers. I uh, yeah, I mean, some died, and, and a lot of most of them just lost their their skill set and their motivation. And that and that uh, showed that, you not that to that do was it. Definitely a, a huge warning sign. Yeah. My main drug was stand up, and anything that I felt like was going to get in the way of that. You guys are the same. My was skateboarding. See, and I saw so many people that were like should have been further along that weren't because they were like dicking around or they were like on drugs or and then I I didn't need to see that many of my heroes die until I was like, I got it. Like I get it. And I also grew up, you know, around addicts and alcohol. So I already was like, why do you want you look dumb like my biggest fear I realize is embarrassment. They say comedians become comedians to control how we're embarrassed. And growing up in an alcoholic home and seeing, you know, when you see drunk people and you're like, you guys think you look you think you're cool like you're it's they're embarrassing themselves, but they don't realize that was always my biggest fear. They think they're jovial and entertaining and engaging. You're falling around. You look yeah. like an idiot. You don't come off smart. And like to me, I just was like, why would you want to come off stupider? Because I was always so insecure that I wasn't smart. So to me, I just looked at that and I was like, I never want to embarrass myself like that. Man. So I associated drugs maybe with embarrassing myself. And I thought it looked badass. I think that that's the thing is that when I have done like like when I've like drank before and stuff, I, my brain is like you're killing it, and then I'm like wait you're probably not like you're yeah, probably yeah. really not. Like you'll look at yourself in pictures and you're like oh I thought I was like nailing. That's my biggest fear is to think you're cooler than you are and everybody knows something that you don't. Yeah, it's like if you look at it like one time I saw a photo, a, a demo, a tour that I was on and I had a FUBU jersey on. And I was like, I totally remember that. And I was like, I remember like getting a lot of girls on that tour. And I was like, man, you, you got it. dude. And then I saw a photo and I was like, whoever slept with you is a moron. Like it wasn't just the normal, it was the baby blue one. Like it was, it was the worst jersey a man can wear. And I was like, in the demo, like, about to shred. 
I'm gonna shred with this jersey. What's up, chicks? Yeah, you like my jersey? For us, every buy time, us, you know what I mean? Everybody's welcome. Foo boo, baby. Yeah. But also, like every time I like drink and I'm in a photo, I'm always like, ah, and my tongue's out. I'm like, I'm like, like, I'm like, what are you yeah, doing? You doing You're 40 years old. Yeah. Like it just is like I'm like have my arm around. All of a sudden, girls start like ah, putting tongues in each other's face. I just am like, what are you flipping off the camera? Like, what are you doing? Like, who's that? I don't know. I don't like that person. Like, I. I I already have delusional confidence, like yeah. as a performer. I don't need any in my private life. So delusional confidence, but also delusional uh, like hatred for yourself. Do you have that as well? Like I'm the worst comic ever, or only I'm the best comic that ever was. I think that when it comes to comedy, you can never be too hard on yourself. I might say the same for certain sports because you're in physical danger. Like you can't be, you know, when people are like you're can't such a doubt yourself. You're such a perfectionist. It's like why wouldn't you be? People are paying money to see you do this. I don't think that you can be too hard on yourself when it comes to your performance, but. I think that the the key uh, to staying sane is to be able to be incredibly hard on yourself about your performance and then to be able to turn it off in life and not be like that just all the time. And so, you can do that. I, th I can now. It took a long time. I've been in um, uh, ACA uh, uh, Al-Anon 12-step uh, program for about 10 years, which has really helped me with it, to be able to go like, okay, I can be hard on myself about my what I do for a living because, again, I'm charging people money and I'm taking up stage time that other people deserve. What and group is that? Al-Anon, so it's, it's um, there's AA, which is if, if you're addicted to you know alcohol, yeah. NA, addicted to narcotics, Al-Anon, an adult child, is usually when you um, grow up around or raised by alcoholics, and, yeah. you develop these, that. and you develop these adult child traits, where it's like, you know, you ended up being like a parentified child, you had to parent your parents, so you ended up being addicted to perfectionism, control, the three M's, mothering, micromartaging, uh, uh, mothering, micromanaging, and martyring. You uh -huh. sort of define yourself through your productivity, your achievements. You like had to be perfect all the time, you know, because you grew up in a home where there was very little emotional space, or you had to be. Uh, uh, no one could really caretake you, so you ended up having, you know, learning to deprive yourself, and you know, it's kind of like. But it's para-alcoholism. A lot of times we end up being addicted to adrenaline, you know, because there's so much chaos going on in the home. So it's like I would find myself subconsciously being in, you know, very dramatic, stressful situations, you know, rescuing people, dating addicts, trying to save them, fix them, stuff like that. I was going to say, do you find addicts tolerable, be, more tolerable because of the... We're addicted to addicts usually. Because we, we, we were raised by them and or we're learned to caretake them. So we Is would... the other one addicted to addicts too? Alanon ACA? No, if you're an addict, you're addicted to other addicts. I mean, that might be the case because the other addicts probably have drugs. It's probably more about the drugs they have oh, okay. than the actual <laughs> addict itself. But we <sighs> tend to, uh, you know, and I'll speak for myself, is that I found myself in my 20s gravitating towards people with, you know, addictions and such because it recreated my childhood circumstances of, you know, chasing for their approval, competing with, you know, a substance that I could never possibly live up to or they would never possibly choose me. It kind of justified a fear of intimacy because when you're with someone who's an active addiction, you're not really they're not really present with you so it's a way to be with someone without having to take the risk of being rejected and then you get to define yourself through like rescuing them saving them that's how you get your self-esteem you know but like if an addict needs you an addict and addiction needs you like it's how big of a win is that you know Do you get tired <laughs> what what is what how much slower do do all you people need me Wait, to talk it's not because of that i'm just saying do I get, I get well? I get tired. He's thinking about all these, like all these things. I want to do a lot of things too. To. Yeah, it's more, it's more. It wasn't. It I wasn't. It wasn't the your fucking question. It wasn't your case. I was gonna of speech. God, I'm just trying to breeze through yeah, it. Thank you. I'm trying no. to tell her. I'm, thanks. Sorry, I thought you were I'm on me as well. Here, thank you. Because I was gonna. <laughs> Maybe Say we if you go do back shoot the, the messenger. Kratom. I disagree with you, Superman. <laughs> that fucking that's too soon. All right, 
That shit hurt. Because I'm thinking the same thing right now. <laughs> okay, so yes. But where do you where do you get the energy? Like, do you ever? I wanted to ask you, you ever get tired? Because if you do, yeah. How do you make yourself energized again? Because I want to learn whatever it is you're doing. So I want to do it. That's what the question was. I wasn't trying to be insulting. <laughs> no, I'm I fucking like you. I'm sure. Maybe too much. I... Fuck off. <laughs> no, I think I I think I'm a little bit insecure because. Uh, you know, it's, and I'm not trying to go like being a woman in comedy, like, but it's more, I think for me, there's a little bit less of a patience for a woman talking. So I try to really blow through it very quickly. <laughs> you oh know, I, so I, I, who's, it's an, who's it, the asshole that made you do that? Every like, oh yeah. Man society. I've ever met. Yeah. Society I mean, through the like, years. Yeah. I, yeah. I get that. Yeah. Like no, this. Man. And I'm on a, you know, I try to be very aware when I go on someone's podcast, like, like they're here for you guys, you know, and I think that for the most part, people tune into a podcast for the hosts and then maybe whatever happens between the guests or what the guests can bring to the out in the host. So I find myself coming in being like, just blow through this really fast, but I don't want to not answer your question, but the answer is so long winded. I'm trying to just speed through it. Keep going. Do you, I haven't got the is answer your yet. kink women talking? Like I've I've never met a man who's super who's into interested that. in what you're saying. <laughs> yeah, yeah, no. <laughs> you might have hit is, your head more than me. That's this is ridiculous. a first. What are you talking about? Well, no, I think that it's just like you know, it's it's unless I'm saying something funny, I find I try to go through it really fast. Why? But if it's interesting, like, can you not tell yeah, that I'm intrigued like, to know where the energy comes from? No, Give I can't tell. An I'm so distracted by the shark tooth that's banging against your neck. Oh, I do yeah. like it, though. It's, it's my hair. <laughs> yeah. It feels like when it hits me, I'm like, oh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's time for me to leave. Soon to drive home in my convertible, so feeling the wind yeah. through my hair. Yeah, yeah. I, I think I just find myself, when it comes to that, I think I'm also like, I, maybe I'm projecting because I'm a little bit of capacity with with comedians just talking about therapy and how depressed they are on podcasts. It's like Jesus fucking Christ. Like it's I like pride myself on going like anytime I'm gonna be on cam, I'm gonna try to be funny or entertaining and not like try to get people to pity me. So I think I also blow through it a little bit because I don't ever want anyone to feel sorry for me. So you're telling me sometimes you just feel tired and you go anyway. I think the times you see me i'm always at maybe my i'm we're always on camera or performing yeah or yeah. you're about to perform yeah 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 you mean when she is running her own roast yeah yeah she's, <laughs> like, how do you get all this energy i'm like well i had she's probably firing on all pistons then. yeah yeah, yeah. that okay. was well Good also point. you saw it again like the roast we shot it i really wanted it to be comedians in the audience friends they had a bunch of only fans talent come and i was like okay great like which I've learned so long ago to never do a show that doesn't charge in some way because people, if something's free, just psychologically, mm -hmm. it's like free, you know? They're so it's privileged. And there's a little bit of, I'm at this thing that's free, yeah. which is I started doing at colleges when they go, oh, it's a free show. I'd be like, can we just charge them five bucks and give it back to them at the end? So you give $5 <laughs> cash and then when they leave, you that's give it back. Sick. Because if good. people think something's free, they'll be 20 minutes late, oh, they'll wow. fucking talk, they'll like, it's free. This doesn't have any value, yeah, so why would yeah. I value it? Yeah. You know? So like a psychological thing. So I was like, ah, oh, it'll be fine, it's the roast, people will be respectful, like, you know, whatever. And it was a lot of OnlyFans talent, and um, it's a lot of like models you saw, a lot of beautiful women that in their lives, the rules don't apply to them, people. Yeah. It was all the people that are like, I don't wait in lines. Like, man, nah, nah, It's nah, about them being seen, too. I don't pay for drinks. Yeah, and then everyone's in these like, because we did like a hoedown, like Western themes, so there's all these cowboy yeah. hats. I have 12 cameras, 
and these people are getting up to go do blow on the do your blow before the taping. It's a yeah. taping. You know how this goes. Okay, I want to switch gears just for one second because this came up recently, and I realized that you wrote for Punked. I was on Punked you as on a punk. yeah as a uh, field agent. So, yeah. That oh, was okay. But were you helping write the skits? I really wasn't. This was like my first job when I got here. I had uh, when I first got out of college. Because you knew you had to, you'd be able to do improv in that. It was way. so weird the way that that happened because this was at the time that Punked was like, um, remember there were two seasons of it and then he can't, yeah. Ashton Kutcher canceled it. It was this like prank show. Right. It was like so popular. And then Ashton Kutcher went on like CNN or something. It was like, we're canceling the show. And so it, at the time you could do that. Like the CNN would get the message out and everyone believed it. Uh, yeah. <laughs> there used to be news networks that people trusted. And, uh, and then I come to LA and I was going through a lot of auditions to be a VJ. This is very embarrassing. Yeah. <laughs> very embarrassing. <laughs> but that was a, that was. And I was up for like G four uh, Attack of the Show. Like kind yeah. of, I was doing like hosting kind of stuff. Like I was running around because when I was in school in Philadelphia, I worked for this company that um, uh, I worked at like like QVC and like a lot of random stuff. So I had like a modeling agent got me these hosting auditions. Do you remember that show Trading Spaces? Yeah. It was like it was like all those home renovation shows. Oh yeah. So they would hire me to come and it was actually the production company was based in Philadelphia and I would play different parts during the audition. So when they would audition like a contractor, I would play the homeowner or if they were auditioning a <laughs> I would like and then I I got up to whatever the final test of hosting trading spaces like which was just happened they were like what about her, you know? And so I got like this other agent. I went into MTV uh uh, I mean, it kind of was my dream. I mean, I grew up on MTV and like, yeah. you know, it's so funny because it's like, it's why it's, it, it must be weird. Like, I mean, you've been famous for so long, like you've been around celebrities for so long, but like, girl, I remember watching Polly Shore on the beach house, like sitting in front of the TV, staring at the beach house, which the fact that that was a show, it was just like <laughs> yeah. people in Florida dancing yeah. <laughs> for no reason. Yeah. You know what I mean? And like real world, I definitely made a real world audition tape. Like it is somewhere. And if oh, anyone man, finds it, I will give Let's you that, every dollar in my bank. I literally we'll play that at the what, stop so before I, she what, gets here. The reason this came up is because when you were doing it, did you ever see someone start to realize what was happening? Interesting. So I have this like sociopathic ability to lie. And it's, it's, I grew up around pathological liars. I grew up around, you know, a parent who would cheat and go, this is what you're going to say when you go in. You know what I mean? Like yeah. I was taught to lie. I, you know, parents were never home. I had to go to neighbors' houses to get food. Like I had to really lie my way through to survive. And to me, it also wasn't I because I used checking out into fantasy as a kid as a way to survive. I was alone a lot. Like there was a lot of abuse, yeah, but there was a lot of neglect. And neglect is like kind of something I think people don't talk about a lot because I would check out into like these fantasy mm -hmm. worlds, and I would like pretend to be different people, like dorky, like, you know, it's, it's it's not like acting. I'm not trying to pull some like calm, like Daniel Day-Lewis call me Lincoln during the whole production, but I would like go out in the world as like, with as different people and be like, that works. You say that you pretend to be dorky? Well, no, I was dorky. Like it's it sounds like a dorky acting exercise, <laughs> yes. but I would sort of be like, I don't like my circumstances. What if I go to, you know, the friend's house and talk to a parent and I'm introduce myself as someone else and I'm from here and I'm from San Diego. Like just kind of to see what you could get away with, see what other, you know, cause I always want to be someone else. And I would like write in diaries as other people. Like it sounds really dark thinking back, but it was something that was just very second nature, you know? And I grew up around pathological liars who, 
would be like, yeah, and then we're going to, we have, because there's a boat in Greece we're going to stay on. We didn't have money, but there was a lot of like fake, yeah. you know, shit, and you would have to go along with it. That's how I would show love to my, you know, family member that, or uh, uh, dad who was, would do that. It's, you have to enter into their reality. So I was like, I'm really good at just entering into a reality and um, uh, kind of was raised more by animals than people. And you kind of just have to new truth it. Like you just have to be in whatever their reality is. And it's all energetic. So whenever I would kind of feel like there was one with, I think Julia Stiles, where she kind of, something didn't add up and you just go to the thing that doesn't add up. Like, like I, I realized very early on, if they start no, that you had to turn it. As soon as they start figuring it out, the best thing to do is curse because they know, like, you can't curse on TV. So as soon as they start being like, is this a TV show? You have to go, oh, fuck. God fucking damn it. And then they're kind of like, well, you can't curse on TV. Like, there's a, like, there's just right. little things you do because at the time, um, you know, or you just acknowledge it. Like, if there's a camera showing, you just so go do like... So you feel like you, you saved it a couple times? I think that I was yeah. able to weirdly be just like in the reality for a very long time with them without, I don't get spooked. Like I don't get like, Oh God, they noticed something. Like right. if they're, if a camera showed and I saw them see it, I'd be like, what is that? Is that a camera? Like you just have to go with, and then they're like, you know, so it's kind of just like, you, you pull them out of that. Yeah. Out. Like you just have to stay as grounded as I, possible. I asked it just because we, <clears throat> we just watched that jury duty. You see that? Oh, I haven't seen it yet. It's, 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 it's great. Oh, it's really so great. Funny. But, um, it reminded me of punk and I was on punk and I did figure it out. And and at some point I was like, do I, do I do the thing? Shit. Like I don't know what to do. You know what I mean? And and I think they saw me turn that way, and that's when they revealed it. Whoa! I think that did happen on mine, my season, and maybe it was because we had the benefit of everyone thinking it was canceled. You know what I mean? Like people would say, like this feels like punk, and I'd be like, yeah, but that show got canceled. We couldn't be on punk. Like you would just right. sort of like. Read right. into it, you know? I think you, what it was for me is that I recognized one of the guys. Oh, shit. And I was like, that, guy, like, uh, that guy's an actor. And then I thought, okay, okay, let's just play devil's advocate. That guy's an actor. He happens to be here in San Diego at the beach. And something weird happened. Like, Can I ask know what, what I mean? the scenario was? I'm the sure scenario I scenario was that um, supposedly my son was hanging out at the beach. That's the beach he never goes to. And he dropped. So your son was in on it? Yeah. Yeah, he... but, but they kind of. They kind of surprised him with it. He was not stoked in the originally. Oh yeah. wow! It was weird. Um, but his mom went along with it, and it was fine. So it was my son Riley, but he was young. And then they said like he put an M80 in the toilet in the public toilet, and someone went in there, and then it exploded. He blew up the lady, and the lady's my friend. You probably know it too. Who? Uh, uh, oh you my. said that with such disdain. No, because we. I just went on a show. She and, was the one that. that and she was, was like, I'm. I was the one that got blown up. Right. But but her but, <laughs> but her like, boyfriend, oh, wow, her boyfriend was Hollywood baby. Her boyfriend was kind of Sarah, a character actor. Sarah, so Sarah, Sarah I recognize Highland. him. Oh, I love Sarah Highland. Yeah, me too. Love her. Oh, yeah, Sarah. Highland. So he was kind of a character actor and I was like and so I said to him, I, they didn't air, but I was like, "So what are you guys doing here from LA?" cuz I just knew he was and he's like didn't wouldn't respond and I could tell that uh, in that moment I was like, "Oh, there's something weird." Something going on. awkward. Yeah. Yeah, um, it's on mine. Like, and there was also just this, this van with very dark windows right here. <laughs> yep. Uh, you know what I mean? Yep, 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 like, yep. Okay, so, I get it. There was a couple, like, by the time... Go. No, I just... It's skateboarding. Like, Rob Dyrdek caught it, too. Like, there's yeah. too many things that you're connected to that they don't think you're connected to. Yeah, interesting. Yeah, but I mean, like, from the top down. Like, black my window son vans, being there. We've, we've hung out with people that would do that. Not even <laughs> for a TV show. 
like What's something's act, something's weird's happening and there's a van and I'm like right okay who's jumping out like this because yeah, yeah. everyone's an asshole yeah interesting <laughs> <laughs> that's very interesting yeah it was it, it's it's I mean by the time I did I don't know if, if this is what they were always doing but it's like you know the same with stand up something that Chris Rock said sometimes that, that really helped me and maybe this is similar in skateboarding I don't know um, but if things are going poorly slow down never speed up never go faster yeah. and it was the same when when if someone started to feel suspicious you just slow down and by the time i did it the the skits the sketches the p- pranks would go like three hours i and they'd be like when you got to move i'm like i'm telling you like we gotta slow down yeah and i think it also comes from yeah. like coming from animals putting horses on trailers like you can never force some if someone's got fear you can never convince someone's gut that they're not feeling what they're feeling because humans yeah. are it, it was also like an amazing lesson and like humans like they know you know something even if you can't articulate it you feel a weird feeling and you can't just force someone to do and then if you force them they feel even weird they dig their heels in even more so it was like you had to do something he definitely when i i think when he saw me doing it he he took it slow he wasn't like no no what what you you know what he wasn't like some immediate excuse yeah yeah so that kept me in it yeah right just like because you wouldn't yeah because tv moves fast but you gotta you gotta watch jury duty because there's a couple times where it it is just so there's just no way and then they somehow bring him back to re- to, to believing the whole thing. Did you ever see Windy City Heat? No. Oh, I'm going to change your life. Okay, Windy City Heat is this movie, truly probably my the funniest movie, I think. It's a it's like a prank movie that Jimmy Kimmel, Adam Carolla and Bobcat Goldthwait made where they what? took this porn oh, this guy awesome. who's a porn star who's like just a little like an odd dude and they make him think he's starring in a movie and they film the whole thing and it is <laughs> no dude no dude it is it is the because they basically treated him like a movie set all the cameras are rolling yeah. so he thinks he's starring in a movie and his ego gets so out of control and it's just this amazing um sort of how does he sign off on that you gotta watch it dude Perry, dude, it's it's epic. I have a bunch of the DVDs. And how I'm is sure that guy not famous? He in comedy, like it was pretty big for a while. Like he okay. even went on Kimmel. Like they had him go on as the star of the movie, and he still thought he was a star in the movie. I mean, it's got when you look. <laughs> Man, that when, that when seems you look, a little mean. When you honestly. look back <laughs> at it, it feels a little mean. Yeah, but, they were committed. Like, is he alive today? Yes, he's okay. he's alive he's and kicking on Twitter. Yeah. Okay, good. And he. It's. I think he has just the perfect level of narcissism and like desperation to where it's kind of works, and yeah. you don't feel too <laughs> bad. It, you know, I did one time show it. I was touring. This was like seven years ago. I was touring, maybe longer than that. Donald Glover, Childish Gambino, uh, Chelsea Peretti, and Nick Kroll, and none of them had seen it. And I was like, oh, let's watch it. And I'm like watching. I'm dying, and they're like, this feels mean. And I was like, what the fuck? Like so. <laughs> every time I show it to you're someone, not invited to my roast then. I know. Right? <laughs> <laughs> totally fucking losers. So yeah, I don't know. I think for me, it, it's it's so it's so great, and it's so shocking that they pulled it off. Like you know, Bobcat Goldthwait, Don Barris is in it, who you know closes the the main room every night. It's just bonkers. It's yeah. just it's prank at its best, wow. and it feels it doesn't feel super unfair. Weirdly, do you I mean, I haven't watched that, it in a while. Do you think if they did if it came out now that that guy would be famous? I, yeah, I do. Right. I mean, I think that it just, it's at that time, like there's certain things that were made at a time, like even punked where it's like, sure. you could easily Google something. Yeah. Like, you know, it just was a time where you were offline enough to where yeah. you could convince. Yeah, like if someone, if there was like, well, this movie isn't a real movie, I can't Google the production company. Like, yeah. you could there get away with There were things on punk that, I mean, I'm watching them going, there's no, 
people don't do that, do they? Really? Did you? Where uh, like I remember they these <laughs> there was a, I can't remember who it was, but they were borrowing jewelry for like to to go to an event. I feel like this was and then Laura and, Flynn Boyle or something. And then the cops stopped them. And they're like, what's all this jewelry? Because the cop pulled him over for some traffic violation. Yeah. And like, what's all this jewelry? And he's like, oh, we're just borrowing that. Oh, borrowing it, huh? And then at some point, they're like, we're famous. Uh, we don't have to buy this stuff. We don't have to steal this stuff. Yeah. Like, that real. was the line. But then it's that on was the takeaway. TV that he yeah, said that was the takeaway. That. And I remember asking Ashton about that later on when I met him. And I was like, what about this? And he goes, they called me to thank me for wow. putting them on the show. And I was like, Okay, that's just I don't get. But you, because you have a choice of whether you're going to sign off or not, because like the idea is, I right. That's after. what I mean. I go, how did they sign off on that? And he goes, Are you kidding me? They thanked me for including yeah. them on the show, and I was like, Well, All the right, idea well, then, was like, yeah. as soon as it's done, kind of, as soon as they're so grateful that the scenario wasn't real, they go sign this. So they're yeah. like, Oh, thank God. they're kind of like not thinking. I mean, think about, that's what they had to do for Jackass. Like every skit. As yeah. soon as it was over, like, hey, sign this release. I like the one where they did the poo dollar and some of the people that grabbed the poo dollar didn't, wouldn't they were sign blurred. it. They <laughs> like, I'm yeah. not, fuck you. I'm not fucking signing your poo Dude, dollar. do you remember, I want to say Borat? I want to say Borat. Remember there were like college kids that were saying racist oh, stuff? Yeah. And they yeah. didn't sign a release oh, yeah. and they ended up suing them. But they were like, it's worth you guys suing us and we'll pay you whatever amount yeah. of money. And some crazy sexist stuff too. Yeah, it was like wild, yeah. but they were sued yeah. for like, and they were like, yeah, we'll pay you each million dollars. Like still worth it. The movie made, you know, <laughs> billion dollars. Like sue us, please. Like awesome. we would do that. I remember like, like when I look at like, you know, I don't know if when you're posting something on Twitter and there's like music, you're like, oh God, this might get taken down. When I worked on one of my, I mean, my first writing job on staff staff was on Last Call with Carson Daly. Uh, back back in the day, and I would do sketches. I'm like, this would be great with like Thriller under it. And oh yeah, and we'd be like, let's just use it. Like what are the yeah. like? Do you know what I mean? What are the chances the Michael oh, Jackson kidding, estate all the skate videos of the '90s? I, I, I used the Beatles in one of our <laughs> in a birdhouse video. <laughs> Pretty sure you didn't get a sign up like, on that. Like if you guys come and sue me for that, like yeah. it'll still be worth it. I'll just take it down. <laughs> yeah. But like, what are the chances the Michael Jackson estate is watching Last Call with Carson Daly at 3 a.m.? Like it's probably fine. You I know. Just realized that was one of the great things about skateboard video parts in the 90s is you could have any song Anything, you wanted yeah. especially if you're the bird yeah, guy nobody we, watched we, it we gonna sue? Yeah. Yeah. money i'm like metallica jay-z yeah. like i don't care like i'll put anything on it nobody i learned anything. i learned how truly difficult it is when you want to license songs now right and you legitimate that was like that was the the biggest effort besides the skating of making our last birdhouse video was chasing the music because uh, is that hot they don't want to or you just can't find so many person. people own the rights and the and there's the... like five writers. So yeah. did you come to did you come to the Burt Rose taping? Yep. I feel okay. So remember Kesha comes out at the end. Yep. Okay. So 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 I really wanted the roast to not. Oh no, I didn't. I watched it. Okay, you watched yeah. it. The, you came to the premiere. I think yep. you ignore me there too. Okay, and so um so I really wanted them to feel like heartwarming and not like roasts are nasty and they're gross and they're racist and they're this like I we had all these rules that were like off limits of kind of just like this just like. Not that you couldn't write a good joke about it, but like, let's just stay, let's just be creative and try to stay in the warmth and stay in, you know, uh, uh, roast should kind of feel fair and like the best version of like being tickled or something, you know what yeah. I mean? But when you start bringing in like gross stuff, it's like, ooh, you don't want any cringes, you don't want any groans, you know? So, uh, but at the end, Bert is such a great person, you mm -hmm. know, that I really wanted to sort of also make it this wish fulfillment, like dream come true. Like, I think if, you know, I'm like at a point where I'm kind of like, okay, I know how to make people laugh. I know how to kind of 
do this. I, I did. I had a robot in my four special that I made to look like me. I, I wanted a different reaction. And I got like a like like creeped out, hypnotic, you know, I was like, that's a cool thing. And then I was like, how do I get these like involuntary reactions that kind of make you give you goosebumps and show that comedians were not these monsters that are trying to, you know, again, after Chris Rock made that joke, like that was probably the nicest joke that had been written about yeah. Jada. And they, the reality is that they were probably backstage like, oh, that's too rough. Let's just, let's just do the G.I. Jane one. Let's just do the softball. Yeah. Like, that's probably how it went, ironically. Yeah. So for it to be painted as, like, comedians or these bullies or something, you know, especially at a time where, you know, I had people being like, well, co comedy causes violence. I'm like, what the fuck are you saying? Wait, somebody's... You loser. Like, comedians are being attacked on stage. Chappelle was yeah. attacked on stage. Yeah. And guess what? Most of the people that get attacked on stage as comics, they're not rich and they're not famous and they don't have security, you know? Happened to Kim Kong, dude. Yeah, because that because the stage is right here. Yes, dude's right here. Or guess what? You go yeah. off stage, people know where you are. I mean, Ronnie Dangerfield, like Joan Dangerfield, has become a good friend of mine, and he used to get beat up after shows all the time. You know, like even when he. I was... can't wait to get huge. You can come to my show and you can you can meet <laughs> me in any me. fucking alleyway you yeah. want. <laughs> Have you seen the Jim Jeffries video from when yeah, he got punched in the face? Ago. Yeah, that was that. So, so he got punched in the face on stage. Yeah. Um, you know, John Caparulo. There's a video of him at Hermosa Comedy Magic Club saying something about Trump. It wasn't even that. Whatever. Someone threw a glass, hit him right there's in the a, chest. Oh, no, then I saw a lady say something similar, and they threw a can of beer at her head. That was yeah, and that girl Ariel. Yeah, she was, ducked. Yeah. Like it was w amazing. Yeah. And then Kim Congdon, who was opening for Joey Diaz after the show they were doing a meet and greet and a guy came up behind her and just stuck his finger up what like, it was just like what she happened to be she happens to dress like you know a, a new jersey housewife and was wearing some plastic pants or something whatever you know? but like whatever just, the pants you want like crazy and then um yeah so it's it's just sort of like you know and again comedians like you don't have to like us we're not you know we don't always have to be your cup of tea but we don't deserve to be physically assaulted while we're just trying because also here's the other thing when people say like comedy like fuck that joke don't say that you shouldn't say that it's like comedy is made for people that are going through a hard time that have shitty jobs that uh you know that have more problems than you helps so, them get through the day so if you have such a great life that you don't need comedy i think that's awesome yeah. but that doesn't mean <laughs> yeah. take it away from the right. people that do need it or, you know? or go to the places where it's happening yeah yes yes <laughs> yeah. so it's like when people are like you should be able to make that joke it's like well that joke's not for you it's for the guy that works at the amazon warehouse who has to shit in a bag who like it might not be the funniest joke in the world but it's yeah. better than his fucking reality you know i can't wait for that somebody thought about it a while ago and i just gave him this he was real close and it was a shitty stage so it wasn't very high and there was two english guys and they were fresh off the plane because they were strong accents and one was completely obliterated and one was like one more beer away from saying good night and the little guy was yap yap yapping and i said you know i talk about gay stuff and he was like oh really and i was like i'm sorry what and he just didn't say anything. And I was mm. like, that's what I thought. And then I looked at his buddy, who's a big guy. And he and I, and I was like, ooh, you look like you want to say something. And he was like, yeah, I'm no fucking fruitcake. And I was like, yeah, you showed me. <laughs> hey, everybody, this guy's no fruitcake. <laughs> this cocksucker just got nailed to the wall. And, and then he looked at me like he didn't like it because the whole crowd was laughing at him. And I was like... Go on. <laughs> <laughs> well, most comedians historically don't, don't look like you. I mean, it's yeah. very new. But that... I already had my toes stuck in the ground, and I was like, if your head goes up, it goes off. Have you ever seen a, a fight in a comedy club? No. Yeah? It's wild, dude. It's on wild. Like in the crowd, or you mean to a com comedian? Well, too. I mean, I remember one time, I don't know if you know Brett Ernst and Steve Byrne. This was at the comedy store. 
this must have been like 12 years ago. And like just those late spots. I mean, the Comedy Store was for a while, like after Rogan left uh, with the whole Carlos Mencia, Mencia debacle, it was like a very odd energy for a while. It was like German tourists and like it was like a hostel. Like it was just like, you know, I don't know how, Groupon energy, just sort of like <laughs> weird. Are we allowed to say hooker anymore? I don't know. Like just like cool. one guy, three hooker energy, you know? Yeah. And just non tourists and darkness, homeless people, like whatever, unhoused. I don't know what the fuck. I know a say. place that's doing that right now. I'm not saying it. Mm. But anyway. And uh, the comedy store was like that. Yeah. Yes. In, uh, in dark energy. In not so long ago time. Yeah. I mean, this was, this was re when I was like coming up there and there would be, it was like the lineups were like Dove Davidoff, you know, Steve Byrne. Uh, uh, I mean, Sebastian would come on a little bit later because Sebastian was working at the Four Seasons and he would come on his break and he would be wearing his Four Seasons, you know, waiter <laughs> outfit, go on, Sick. Ahmed, Ahmed. You know, there was a lot of like pugnacious energy. And one time, uh, uh, I think it was Brett Ernst said something like that. Like, what the fuck, dude? What, you want to say that again? Because there was a time where people would just feel super comfortable just being like, saying crazy shit to comics, you yeah. know? Like, we're, we're treated worse than strippers. I mean, we're treated so, that's not funny, man. Like, just shit like that where you're like, well, now what? And they're trying to impress their girl and then you people are, it just gets dicey. And so then this guy like came at it with a chair at Brett Ernst and then Steve ran on stage. It was like a, a melee a brawl a brawl where it's like it's already you hurt yourself walking through just because it's so dark anyway every time i walk on stage in the or i fucking hit my knee on a chair it's already dangerous just when there's no fight but when that happens it's just like it's such intense energy because it's like guys in front of their girlfriends oh, everyone's man. a little drunk everyone has something to prove and it's then, not like that now right well it's like if you're a dude in the audience you know where it's the worst is fucking la jolla comedy store because yeah. it's a lot of like navy seals it's a lot of people that actually can fight <laughs> it's a lot of military people like and a lot of rich women they're like fuck that guy yeah. and like women are sometimes the worst <laughs> well, that was a really good impression because they know they can't get hit <laughs> do you know what i mean they know you can't yeah. hit them so yeah. they'll just be like, fuck this, you're not funny. And then the, now it's just like, and the guy's like, can someone put a dick in her mouth? And then now it's like, just, <laughs> you know. It's, <laughs> and it's like, you're going to let him talk to me like that? It's like the look Jada gave Will. That and does, you're like, that, oh, that sounds, fuck. Right? That yeah, I mean, I've seen a lot of crazy shit. And, and you know, like one time Dane Cook was uh, doing his, he did a special at the Laugh Factory, this must have been like 10 years ago, that was all one take. It was like, which, Dane works so hard and he has so many big goals, like bless his heart, I don't know why you would want to do that, you know, it's just like, the audience has to be so copacetic mm -hmm. and so, you know, and so he was doing trying to do one take, he had kind of conquered comedy at that point, so I guess he was just trying to do like unnecessarily difficult shit. I'm sure you do that too, and just skate, skating. You're sure. like, now I have to do this impossible thing. And so I was, uh, someone else was opening, and then I was opening. And when I was on stage, you know those like hecklers that like think they're being helpful and supportive. <laughs> yeah, sure. It's these two hot girls in the front, and I'm doing whatever I'm doing. I'm like, so when a guy does this, and they're like, that is so true. To oh my god, <laughs> totally. <laughs> And you're just like, can you not, this is the worst, like, oh my, that's, she's right, oh my god, like that shit, and you're just like, this is a nightmare, and so, I, I, they're, but they're not doing anything wrong, they're just like, for a taping, that's one take, Blowing it. couldn't be anything worse, yeah. so I go upstairs, and I'm like, there's these girls in the front, like, they mean well, I think they're just like, from Irvine, or something, yeah. and lovely, lovely way place. too pretty, and they're just, they're, uh, I call it like backup singers. It's like when they're just like, that's true. That's right. Oh, totally. You know? And my so, ex-wife calls them shit pigs. Shit pigs? Yeah. <laughs> 
Wait, you weren't at the burnt roast. I had to kick some people out during my set. You missed that. Oh, what? Yeah. Wait, what? Oh. Stay on the story. Okay. okay. Thank you. Last one, Tony. Um, and so, uh, uh, so then at the time, Jamie Masada had this like Israeli dude out front who was like in the Israeli. I guess everyone was in the Israeli army if you're Israeli, but he, um, you know, and these girls got kicked out and they were like pissed and they were like, I'm a Virgo. You're gonna do this to me. Turning me on so much right now. It's very dark. When I'm at my most annoying, you're your most turned on. I can't be great. And so, um, and so the girl, one of the girls, just went in for like a, just went to was like oh, fuck you to yeah. the the bouncer. They were obviously drunk, and he just like react, just went boom. Oh, like no. there was no Oof. question. It was like <laughs> she, like that, bah, and just boom between the eyes. The girl's knees buckled. Remember those um, oh. remember those toys that you put yeah, your yeah, thumb yeah, in it yeah. and they yeah. collapse? Like it was like her whole body. <laughs> never <laughs> seen anything like it. <laughs> Hit in a pile in the ground. Knees and head. Same time, wild. hit the ground, and um, you know, oh. it was just like I don't think girls even realize that they they like I can hit you as much as I want, and you can't hit me back. So there's this invincibility thing. But that guy mm. just didn't fucking. He didn't have that. Rule. It was wild. Wow. So you see a lot. Of, it's very like what well, tense energy. We need you to stay safe. Thanks I'll for having me. I'll see you at your pool party. So I hope this was fun. Yeah, no, no. Yay. Here, I'm going to stop inviting you to shit. <laughs> I wouldn't be surprised. I just want to say real quick before we end, that when I was at the roast premiere, I, I had got officially separated and I didn't want to let you down. So I went anyway. And when I got there, I was like, I shouldn't have come here. Why? Because I couldn't talk. I was going to cry. Oh, I'm and sorry. And Bobby Lee pointed. He saw me and was like, hey. What's wrong? I'm like, nothing. I'm good. I'm like, how's oh. your relationship? Because you got divorced and you do a show with her, right? And he's oh, like, yeah. yeah, is that happening? I'm like, yeah, I got to go. And then you went, famous people get in the line. I was like, <laughs> I'm not famous. And you were like, yeah, you are. And I'm like, I. And then you took off and I was like, you didn't hear me, but I was like, I'm fucking not. And then you're like, get in the line. I went in the line. I'm like, I, I don't decide know who's famous and who's not. And then I saw Bert. I like that. You, you should, don't. You, you're the oracle. Yeah. You. I just. I yeah. mean, it, for this is basically OnlyFans TV. It's like the new. It's the network. There's no. I love. There's it. no big publicity behind it. I'm. Mean, it's like very yeah. grassroots. So I'm like, if you have a following, like. It's just about getting it out to comedy fans, you know, because yeah. it's like I want it instead of um, only You're fans. Famous enough. Thanks for Jeez. always only fans comedy, comedy fans only. I don't look like I appreciate it, but thank you so much for always counting me in on stuff. I, you're I, one I of us. I officially it's, start it's... to get feel worthy of it, and I'll show up like me. But yes. you're one of us, and when we if that mm. if we decide that, you don't get to argue it. And the more you argue it, the more we know you're one of us. <laughs> We're like, <laughs> you belong here. You're That's... like, no, I don't. I'm like, exactly. That's okay. why. If you were like, yeah, I belong here, we'd be like, oh. That was, that was a good Okay, summary. good, because I've never said that. Right. Thank you, Whitney. Thanks for having Thanks, me. Whitney. Sorry I talked Appreciate so fast. It. No, we love it. Or slow. Stop. I don't know. Sorry about everything. I it's agree. It's good, because then we get, like, we get twice as much content in an hour. I agree. Everyone's going to be like, is there? Uh, people tell me they're like, I watch your podcast, and I look, and I think I've made it twice as fast. Like people will. Oh, they, they they put the fast. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, you can do like 1.5x. Yeah. yeah, so do, do 0.5 on our show. Yeah, exactly. You guys can slow it down. Okay. Like Thank you. Oh, you yeah, like, oh, and, like subscribe. and subscribe. Smash the like button.